Welcome back to the DS Chronicles of Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And today we are here to cover Season 1, Episode, episode 7, Muzan. <laughs> I was scared of the name, that's why I stumbled there. It's Muzan Kibutsuji. Kibutsuji, yeah. I don't even call him Muzan, I only call him by his <laughs> you, last name. You just go Kibutsuji? Because you like to challenge yourself? Yeah. What a name. What a name. I do like the name Muzan. And that one I'm not afraid mm. of. Because so, it's like Mulan. He's like the male is, version of but Mulan. But with a Z. Yeah. Take any name. You put a Z in there, it just gets more zesty. Mm-hmm. Hence the Z. Chaz. Uh, I'm excited for this episode. It might be my favorite one yet. Wow. Okay. Um, I actually, I knew that you were going to say that. Really? No, kidding. you didn't. Yes. The Why? reason I knew that is because last week you mentioned something about demon of the week. Yeah. yeah. And then this just kind of flips that upside down to where it kind of just eradicates your, your whole, uh, ideology. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't expect to run into Muzan so quickly, so that was good. And oh, I don't know. You just had a good pace. I do think this is him. Okay. Uh, just the title of the episode, and he seemed pretty scary. Right. He seemed pretty scary. I've got a lot of takes on just his look and why that look correlates with it to being him. Okay. So, what did you think of the episode? If you knew yeah. how you knew how I was going to feel about it, what about you? No, it was really good. It was really okay. good. I kind of forgot about this one. Like, it's been a while since I've watched. And yeah, the cliffhanger at the end. Very well done. So then which one is your favorite that we've done so far if it's not this one? I would say either this one or um, anything with Yurokodaki in it. That guy rips. Big red rocket guy. All right. like that. Let's hop on into it. We return to one of the top five worst sounds that has ever played on my television. So glad they threw some of that in there. Um, Just the teeth scraping is really what you'd call a screeching. I call it the Helen Keller grinding. demon. Okay, all right. I was going to ask you for a name earlier, and just so I knew what to call this thing throughout the episode. Well, there I'm you not go. sure I'm going to be sticking with that one. Just not real sure that that will be the one that I land on. I would like for you to think of some alternatives that we could that use. Is, I thought about this for 20 seconds, and that is all I could come up with. It doesn't really make sense. Well, if you think about it, that might be the only noise she was able to make. The good news is I don't know you all are, about you all, but we left off right before a vicious Nezuko kick. And the show knew that I had some blue balls for this foot fury because they launch into the OP before oh, we can yeah. see this thing land again. You've got some blue balls for them feet. They teased us twice for the kick. And then we come out of the OP, and it turns out this whole time we were fooled it wasn't a kick at all, but rather a stomp. Yeah, it's like a, a heel stomp, which is so dangerous. Imagine just stomping your heel right in the ground. I mean, the heel is one of the most strongly built regions of the body. You know? Yes. Think about, you got like your skull, that's a tough region. Yeah. What what do it's they? It's just call very it? solid. Think what else is more solid? An elbow, perhaps? Uh, a femur, maybe. Um, a femur? No way. <laughs> a femur so? is very weak. Is it terrible? Terrible. I thought idea. a femur was strong. What is it they call? They always say though that's the weak spot. If it gets the the Achille, or is that the, just that's the, the that's right above? You know, that's northern. Oh, that's the, the Achille. Heel. I'm talking heel, baby. Okay. Think about that heel. That is just like a solid mass. Yeah. Imagine breaking that thing. That has to be the top five like worst pain. You'd right? get a little taller because you'd be walking around everywhere on your tippy toes. Uh-huh. Sometimes I do that. I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm going to be 5'3 today. I'm going to act like I broke my heel. So Nezuko almost gets fooled by falling into a hole, but does a sick flip to evade it. I put here too, is it weird that I find her more attractive in this state than in the other state? Describe that. Just when like she gets veins like popping vein, out of her veins head. Veins popping out mm-hmm. and like aggressive. Yep. That is weird. That is very weird. <laughs> That's weird? Okay. Yes. She looks older. That's why. That is weird that you feel that way. So Tanji reconsiders how he's been thinking of his sister and realizes that he might not have been needing to treat her like a weak little baby. Like she is a demon after all, he kind of thinks. So he's like, oh, yeah. 
I could actually use her in some of these adventures as like a, a sidekick. In his defense, though, she it's not like she's just been some crazy fighter to begin with. She did a couple no. moves and stuff, but there was never a moment where you're like, oh, she's way better than all these other... Right, but just like the fact yeah. that he's going to carry her around in a wooden box, maybe there was <laughs> yeah. like over the past three years, there's like a moment where he goes, well, she is a demon. Let's see what she could do. Let's try this yeah. puppy out and see what she's got. No, it's during this first mission here where he's like, hey, wait a second. So Tanji designates Nezuko to protect the other two while he jumps down into the ooze. And now once he submerges, he refers to this body of water as a swamp. I personally had it as a bog. What, okay, you had it as a bog. I had it as a, a lagoon. Okay. I'm getting ready to blow your mind because my mind was blown. When I initially wrote this note, Chadley, I wanted to go with a different body of water. I landed on lagoon. And here's the thing. I'm not even kidding, Ronnie. You're probably going to say exactly what I'm about to say. I wrote this down and I go, in my notes, well, ask Ronnie what lagoon means. Because I don't even know. I've got bad news. I too was like, oh, it's a lagoon. Because what did you think? Okay, here's exactly what I thought. What kind of body of water is the Loch Ness Monster does he reside in? I thought, oh, he's definitely in a lagoon. Yeah. Now... Come to find out. And Spongebob, the... The Goo Lagoon. Everyone knows the Goo Lagoon. Spongebob Chronicles coming soon. I've got a whole thesis on the Goo Lagoon. Turns out that was one of the things where it was just like they were coming up with a fun name because Lagoon, upon research, very shallow body of water. Okay. And Um, every lagoon that I saw in pictures... Is it always seafront? Was very sea-like, very blue, very blue waters. So it's it's always salt waters then, I'm guessing. I can't... No, I don't know if it's all salt waters. See, if, I just the reason I looked it up in the first place because I was like egg on my face if I say lagoon, and this turns out to be one of the things that Chaz is very scholarly in. He's like, you fucking dweeb. No, a lagoon is clearly a shallow body of water that resides in. <laughs> so I did my research and I couldn't call it a lagoon, yeah. but bog. I'm pretty passionate about bogs now too. Bog sounds that sounds right. Now I w- I never thought of bog. I thought a lagoon, and I go. I'm purposefully not looking this up because I know I'm going to be wrong when I look mm-hmm. it up. And so I go. I'll just ask Ronnie because he'll know. And another thing that I realized while we were talking about that, for the first time ever, this is very exciting. He doesn't have a laptop. He doesn't have a notebook. What I see in front of my cohort <laughs> Chaz chart right now is a single, <laughs> a single piece of notebook paper. Yep. Uh, I can't determine from this link. It almost looks like it's wide ruled. Not even college ruled. It is is wide ruled, and he still skipped lines in between notes. (laughs) I think making the equal amount of notes that he's taken on this here episode, let me see the back, being seven lines. It's one front page and then half a back page. I believe he wrote seven notes on this episode. Let's see how we go. Three of of them were about lagoons. Oh, we're having fun. Uh, All right. So, whatever you choose to call what he's swimming around in, he's here with a bunch of loose apparel that belongs to young women who were murdered. Yeah. Um, Right here is where I say we need a name for this demon. I really still am not very sure about the Helen Keller demon. Well, I've also heard that Helen Keller wasn't real. So there's that, too. Okay, so now we're bringing conspiracies into our Demon Slayer coverage. Apparently it's a fable. They want people to get motivated. So they're like, you know what? Let's make this lady as disabled as possible and say that she just was the conquered the world. I don't know if I can co-sign Helen Keller, Helen Keller demon, but maybe I'll just call it Helen. Okay. Yeah, that, that's better. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I personally believe, let me just put, this is where, yes, we're a team. But we can be on the forefront of different ideas, yeah. different opinions. I do believe Helen Keller was real. I think she went through many trials and tribulations, and we remember it for her. So there, see, there's a couple of euphemisms there too. Um, Helen, you get you when you dive in the the she bog was in hell. Hell, oh. Keller, <laughs> oh the swamp, not yeah. her. No, not her. This is back to Demon Slayer. Keller, okay, that rhymes with killer. She wanted to kill herself. Well, that as well, but I was also saying this demon is a killer. It's oh, killed multiple Oh, God, people. I keep thinking that you're doing... Okay. So, yeah. 
Helen. I know, I'm, imagine her just using Braille with her teeth, just being like, please kill me. And they're like, she's so brave. Okay, all right. This is going good. The Helens, they're down in the water. They're laughing because turns out there's not a whole lot of air down here. Um, but there is air, though, right? There's just like that was little. weird, dude. Oh, I got some more notes on it right here. But first, Helen, the Helens, they're very good swimmers. I don't necessarily know how, why. I did not see, you know, they have horns, kind of like a narwhal, but I don't understand why they are aquatic based. Did you see anything that you were like, oh yeah, but they can move and? No, I guess it's just a blood demon art okay. thing. All right. Since they can do that, they can do it. Good answer. Tanji, this is back to the air here. He claims the air was much thinner on the top of Mount Siguri. While elevation is no joke, I've always found it much harder to breathe underwater, <laughs> no matter how high up well, I am. Now, it makes me think this this isn't actually water. This is like a, uh, a liquid air. It's a different type of... Okay. I mean, oxygen, I it's right there in the name, H2O, hydrogen... Yeah. To the second power equals oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> I believe is how... This is a liquid air that's not water, if that makes sense. So I'm on the lookout. Tanji might have gills that we don't know about yet. It could be underneath all that clothing. By the way, I've got a few comments on his clothing this episode, even though it's the same exact outfit he's been wearing all s- series. Imagine getting his whole get-up wet. He would come out of the water... 80 pounds heavier. Yeah. So much fabric that water can soak into. Oh my gosh. Yep. So he does the sixth form of total control water breathing. Personally, one of my favorite forms. Yep. It's a whirlpool, which is very helpful given our current situation being underwater and having to fight yeah. underwater. Little does God. this demon know that this is a water technique. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll never forget watching the two-episode arc where Tanji mastered all these complex maneuvers yep. and didn't just like pull them out in the middle of the season to our mm-hmm. confusion. I'm personally a fan of the seventh, but I'll take the sixth. The sixth, well. I always go between the third and the sixth, but the Whirlpool, it's hard to disagree with it when you see it in action here. Uh, the man is one with water, Tanji is. and uh, You a good swimmer? How are you? At, uh, I throw, if I throw you yeah. in the pool, how are you looking? I can swim. You know, if you put me out deep in, eight feet, I mean, I you're, can swim. You're lengthy, so yeah. that's always good when it comes to swim races because, like, when you're we're doing the horizontal races, which I find is most of them in swimming, there's not a whole lot of vertical ones. You go horizontal most of the time. You get there a little bit quicker than I do because you're just longer. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I'm a fast swimmer, but if you throw me in a 10-foot pool... I could probably you know your way around it. Yeah, I could probably swim to the sides. And okay, get out of it. I was always really liked diving. Did you really? I was always the guy. You know, you got something in the bottom of the pool. I'm your man. Okay. Now I can dive, but I was never that. That was never like my first choice. And it was really it was brutal because I've always had um, ear issues, you know, fluid back up, just all kind of situations going on. And you're not supposed to go deep in pools when you got that, but you couldn't keep me out from underneath them. You're like my friend Tommy. You're like his dog growing up. His dog? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly who you're like. This dog loved balls. Okay. Mm -hmm. You could throw it. It would just bring balls all the time. That's all I want to do. Fetch, fetch, fetch. That was me. You throw, we used to throw uh, weighted balls in, I guess it was like lacrosse balls or something. I don't remember what it was. In the deep end. And it was so obsessed with balls, it would have to swim to the bottom. So it would swim to the bottom of like a 10-foot pole, grab it, swim back up, and then want to do it again. I love a diving dog. And it dog. messed up its ears every time, mm-hmm. and that is you. Yep. Because it just kept doing it. I remember when I was in fifth grade, I was uh, went to this swim camp thing. And near the end of camp, they had this idea, and they threw a bunch of Capri Suns into the bottom of the pool. And um, which now that I'm thinking about it, I don't. How'd that happen? I know. You think they'd float. Maybe they weighed them down, cause you, but they were Capri Suns, and I remember this because what do I drink, Chaz? Water, milk, and occasionally hot chocolate. And it was ironic because once they threw them all down there, they started being like, all right, you guys have to dive down and get them, and everyone looked around, and it was a younger group, and they realized that I was the only one that could dive down and get them. 
and I didn't drink uh-huh. them, so I was just retrieving Capri Suns all day for people. All day? Yeah. There was that many Capri Suns. They threw 76 Capri Suns in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. All right. Here we go. So he turns these bitches into some chopped sushi in no time. Yeah. I was pretty staggered by how quickly he took this. For this demon to have like such a cool uh, special technique demon call, art. Call him Ellen. For this Keller. Okay, I'll call it Keller. You call it Ellen. To have such special techniques, it's really not that strong. Okay. No. It's not. It's it's more of like a gimmick. Like the yeah, ooze yeah. thing is very nice, but like it's hand to hand combat, not that like nothing could, to write home about. Like could you imagine if our boy Giyu went in no. this mess? Don't even get me started on Muzon. So above ground, Nezuko is fighting with Helen the other Helen. There's three of them. And now we finally start to see some very nice hand-to-hand combat, like I said. We get a kick that I've been waiting on. It was great payoff. And she hasn't mastered her skills, but she has so much raw power that it really... Yeah. She can get... He even says, he's like, she hasn't learned how to morph or anything, but mm-hmm. she's quick as hell, and she can swing. So she's gate. Uh, she's gatekeeping the swamp to make... Or the bog, depending on you know which side of the fence you fall on. To make sure that uh, Helen doesn't get there, but she's a bit of a one-trick pony, and at this point, it, I realized her eyes, by the way, cute, melted my heart. What color are they? Uh, blue. Wrong. Purple. See, I'm an eye man. See, this is the thing. You're always looking at women's you no. know, physical features of... Uh, well, eyes are physical. Butts They're and not, bosoms. It's not like eyes aren't I, well, they are physical, but they also... I like to think that the eyes dip into the cognitive realm. And for me, they are a gateway into the soul. They're pink. They're pink with... Yes. And her pupils... Flowers. Purple. Oh, I thought she had flower pupils. At least at this point in time, when I pause the screen and just, like, fanboy it over it yeah. for a while. I should have known that. Um, it matches her kimono. Very cute. And so just as Helen starts to get the upper hand, it's a tale as old as time. A white man has to come save the day. It's fucking disgusting. So gross. Yep. She was handling it on her own. They pulled a Captain America. And the demon was start. Uh, yeah. The demon was starting to get the upper hand, but young Tanji-san leaves him with no hands. What'd you think about that yeah. note that I put in there? That was a good one. Thank you. Look, Ma, no hands. I, I almost made a reference to the classic song with Roscoe Dash, No Hands. I used to sing that to my mom all the time. I used to be like, Mom, listen to this track. R-O-S-C-O-E, Mr. Shoddy Pudding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a... Rain, t- rain, go. I remember uh, in seventh grade, uh, I was courting this young girl named Stephanie and I remember us for approximately what must have reached out to be 45 minutes Mm -hmm. just going line by line of that song of Waka Flocka's hit No Hands and it really took our relationship to the next level I believe it man Waka Flocka brought a lot of young kids together I'd just be like to, to Steph Rain, rain, go away. And she'd come back and be like, that's what all my haters <laughs> You know what's awesome is what? singing those as, uh, yeah. as a young child, like around my parents. Like not, They had no idea, but that stuff was not kid appropriate. Because you were so good at censoring yourself, they weren't... I don't know. I Like, I used to be like, I'm going to Superman that hoe. Remember yeah. the hit Soldier Boy tune? Dude, there's certain songs like that that just completely slipped through... Our parents' parenting and skills. My, well, and ours, obviously, because we didn't know. We were just kids. I mean, we'd know. be at, like the sixth grade little dance party, and we'd just be all supermanning that hoe, and everyone would just be like, which I'm sure there was probably a, well. No, and crank that. I'm pretty sure that means pull your wiener out. Yeah. I think. I don't crank know. it. It was just such crazy terminology that not even they were aware. Yeah. That's crazy. Science. Yeah. Science rules. So. Tanji asks how many people Helen's killed, and Helen says, it's very confusing because Helen is often associated with being a woman, but I do believe this is a man demon. I think so. So Unfortunately, we don't have the actual Helen demon right here, the one that just clicks. 
So I'm, yeah. I'm getting tripped up a little yeah. bit. Helen says, you got to understand, these women, they get old and they start to taste bad. We're doing okay. this for their own good. Whoa, dude. This, I've, ugh. This just reeked of your ideology. That's all I could think of. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, he's only got one single page of notebook paper, but he's got a couple shots for the Ronster on there. I mean, that's all I could think about. Ideology. I still cannot say that word. Tanji has heard enough and slices his mouth and asks about Muzan. Yeah. See, this is what you do. When men talk like that, you just cut their tongue off. And this is a classic a classic thing right here where you've got uh, an adversary that is on the brink of death. Like, Tanji's got a sword to Helen right now. And he will still, he's so scared at the thought of Muzan that he's not even going to try and live another day to try and, you know, fend off Muzan. He's just going to go ahead, not say what Tanji needs to know, and just die right here. That's what he does. I mean... I wonder... So you think if he did say something that something would happen to him where he'd be like... There's like a curse on him or something like that? I don't know. No, no, no. I just think like the idea of what Muzan would do once he got his hands on him... Is worse than death. Is worse than Tanji slicing him clean through the neck right here. Okay. Because Muzan, he's a torturer. Just that name sounds like it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's fun, because it horrifies the demon as we see a clip of Muzan giving a very crisp, quiet sign. He would be line leader, I believe, in most of the schools across America with form like that. It's very good. He's not fucking around. And we reach the calling card. Tanji's wearing a blue scarf like a hood. Very trendy look. The guy just knows fashion. Um, some people say wearing more clothing than an active firefighter who is currently fighting a fire is not a productive way to fight demons. That's some people. But Tanji says, <laughs> but Tanji says, watch this. Yeah. So we finally get a glimpse of Muzan who is threatening Helen and oh my gosh. I don't know about you and I don't know the name of this type of hat, but stay with me here. Because I had some predictions on this guy. Let me see if you... Let me slide by here. He's not wearing a monocle. But is this hat not the equivalent of a monocle? It is. There's actually a nickname given to this guy. And I was wondering if you would say it from his attire that people would call him. So wait, people call him this nickname? Yep. And, and you're I, wanting and to see if I co-signed the nickname? Yes. Okay. They would, this was back when, obviously, this was airing like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So they were saying this two years ago. And I was wondering, I was like, oh, I wonder if Ronnie, if he's going to like put two and two together and be like, oh, this is who he looks uh, like. Oh, okay. Did you have a certain nickname? No, I didn't have anything for him. Because I once so I say up. it, I feel like you're going to I know like, I'm going to be mad. It, it, it has something to do with a hat. Yep. Crap, dude. You're gonna Do you know, know what the t- name of the hat is? I believe it is a um This is something I can't, I've been working on. Make it's up. something I've been working on lately. I've been trying to know the names of more hats yeah. because to me It's not a fedora. There's yeah, it's not a fedora. I know the fedora, that one I've mastered. There's like two or three hats it's not that a fez. is like acceptable to actually wear, and then all the other ones you're just trying to do too much and I but I want to start learning the names of them. So you think this is he's overdoing it a little bit right here? Well, there is an asterisk next to the comments I just made because if you look like if you're a guy, if you're the head of a demon organization, <laughs> yeah. all the rules get thrown out the window. This guy can wear whatever he wants. Yeah, he really can. It's kind of like he looks fly. It's kind of like fly. this in memory of Travis, he's not dead, he's just not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the slash effect. Like, Slash, what a ridiculous top hat, but, like, he makes it work. Yep. Yeah, it'd be the same as if you were, like, the head of, like, a, a crime organization. And to be fair, the top hat might not be a good example because it might be in its own category. Anyone who is so bold enough to wear a top hat, for example, Slash, Abraham Lincoln, 16th presidents of these United States. Was he the 16th or 15th? He was the 16th. Okay. Know your history. They play in a league of their own because the moment that you're bold enough to put on a top hat, you rock the top hat. Because I can't say that I've ever seen someone put on a top hat and me go, dude, no. 
Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I, have you ever put one on? No. Me, neither have I. I have can't not. say I've ran into one. Do you want me to say the nickname? Yeah, what's the nickname? Michael Jackson. Oh, okay, MJ. Yeah, there's a certain... Uh, King of Pop. Yeah, there's a certain... I can't remember what videos it's in. Certain music videos where Michael Jackson is pretty much wearing this exact attire. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with, uh, yeah. I believe, you know, maybe the man in the mirror, he was wearing this, and there was like, it was kind of like two of these hats because he, yeah, was he was the man in a mirror. He was asking about the man in the mirror, yeah. Right, right. So was it him or was it the And they're both the demons. They are. Oh my gosh, you're right. How about that? Do you think, I guarantee you the uh, author got inspiration from that. He saw the thriller video and then yeah. saw the man in the mirror and said, "This is what I'm gonna write Demon Slayer." Now, I, I your point's well taken. I don't think he saw the thriller video or else moves on. And it's still early. He might eventually go this way. He would be wearing a leather jacket. You're right. <laughs> what if moves on? All of his outfits are just from different Michael Jackson videos. <laughs> Now, I've seen one season, but that is something that a show like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure would do. That, that is definitely And how they that. haven't done that, I don't know. So you did finish the first seasons of JoJo's? Yes, I did. For okay. podcasts coming soon. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're having fun. We're having fun. He says he's always watching, and if Helen tells anyone of him, he will know right away. Now, we've already kind of covered this. This is why he's so scared. Helen sacks up for one more desperate attack, ended swiftly as Tanji slices his head off. Were you getting ready to say something? I was just laughing at the idea of Muzan saying Helen <laughs> to this, to this yeah. guy. Yeah. I like it. I'm excited for the podcasting opportunities because I feel like they're never going to give a lot of these demons names so we can just yeah. have free reign. And yeah. we'll come up with good names like a dude named Helen. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Nezuko, she's... Oh, we forgot a, an important fact that he said earlier. Oh, please lay it on me. I forgot I'm about so this. so sorry that I... I, well, I, miss, I had it in my notes, too, but we got off track with the, the Helen topic. He did say while he was fighting Nezuko, how much blood did he give her? Yeah. 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 He did say that. That was such a weird... Because of how quick and like strong she was. He was like, how much blood was given her? Interesting. Very good. Good catch. Love that. Speaking of Nezuko, she's literally been running around all day. She found a nice wall to lean against to get some sleep. She's exhausted. Got those scratch marks on her head. Tanji gives her a promise to turn her back into a human again, and it's time to say goodbye to our two very traumatized companions that have been here all episode, but we have not mentioned. Yeah, that poor dude. And in the biggest upset we've had thus far in our coverage of Demon Slayer, Chaz was initially correct. Fiance. The young woman stolen off the streets was not Mr. Kazumi's sister, but his fiance. Yeah. That's, I mean, they were holding hands. He was whispering in her ear. I mean, what did you think, Ronnie? I was fooled. (laughs) Yes, I... I let the holding of hands in the nighttime and whispers confused me i was also fooled by his father's passion and physical abuse the way he hit his no. child made me think that it was passion for a lost daughter and not was that lost... his father or her father it, it was either matters. yeah yeah it does matter it does matter i've got a father relationship but who am i to question you at this point it was either one of two very odd things that abuse came from a father and a son and the father was mad about a future daughter-in-law. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, or her father, and a lot of in-laws going on. Yeah, no matter what now, you look and, at. And we got to think about it this way too. This whole uh, what's it called? Holy shit! How do I forget this word? Culture. Japanese culture. It's probably a lot different yeah. than ours. Glad you found that word, culture. <laughs> Don't know why I lost that one. But yeah, it's probably a lot different than ours. I'm sure they might have even closer relationships with maybe yeah the parents and stuff i don't know yeah who knows man we need to go visit japan That's we, we're going soon things are going great we're going soon um <laughs> i anyway i was quick to judge i apologize i'm sure i won't ever make a mistake again i can't even remember a mistake i ever did make so they have a chat as the tears start to roll 
Mr. Kazumi takes an aggressive hold on the guy who just saved his life and those of countless young women. I am giving him a pass. He's dealing with some trauma, but also dial it back a bit. Oh, dude, imagine. Remember what the demon was like taunting him? Helen, sorry, was taunting him about devouring his fiance. Imagine if somebody like came up to your fiance, butchered her up, you know, took a few bites, and then was just like, hey, buddy, your fiance tastes good. How would you feel, man? I would say, don't call me buddy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I one time got in trouble. You know me, I like to make friends, uh, even though I don't like people. I was working a customer service job where you had to talk to customers on the phone. And the company I was working for, they were like, yeah, we like to be like super genuine. You know, we don't have like a script we go off of or anything like that. So, you know, when you're talking to them, it's good to have a good friendly rapport or whatever. So I talk on the phone for about two days, and I'm calling people. I'm like, if I'm helping someone, I'm like, yeah, no problem, man. Or I say, I'm like, oh, what can I do for you, buddy? Just real high spirits. You know how Ronnie is. Yeah. About two days of that goes by, I get called into the manager's office who says, stop calling them buddy or man, because that could imply negative connotations. Because sometimes people say that. As He, he actually said this. He said... Sometimes people, if they eat your fiance, they'll say, and they tasted good, buddy, but they mean, <laughs> meant it in a negative way. And yeah. I was like, understood, sir. So then what did you start calling people? Well, it didn't matter. They moved me into the warehouse a week later. <laughs> <laughs> they, were like, they were just listening to you just absolutely, just filled with disgust talking to people. Yeah. That's how I imagine Just Ron. shaking their head, yeah. though. Even though everyone was so joy- joyful on the phone. Really? Yeah, well, on ones I called buddy or man. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm giving him a pass. Tanji, by the way, would be a great therapist. He has a very calming nature. He looks at this guy. The eyes in this episode were just speaking volumes. Yeah. He gives him the hairpins that Helen was keeping as trophies, and then he's on his way home. And as he gets about 25 to 45 yards away, Kazumi yells out an apology. And just as the sun peeks out of the horizon, Tanji turns around and gives him a big old wave. An Anna wave. So anime. Oh, an yep. Anna wave. Yeah. Nice. Is that what it's called? That's what I'm Have you ever it. seen it before? Because uh, if that's if, what I, I've put it just, in my notes. Listen, is that. listen. Yeah. We've been going at this for about two years now. And we're, you know, we're slowly climbing up. Yeah. That's what we are, right? We're grinders. We're not looking for overnight success. We want to build success over a long period of time that stays. If you're telling me that you just came up with the term Anna Wave by my uh, observation of the classic anime trope and then your naming rights. Yep. That's ours. It was all of my... Anyone else who says Anna Wave, Cranium. there's going to be, of a pool of 20 people listening to this, yeah. they're going to go on there and comment, 25. you stole this from the Podcast Chronicles? Is I, that what you're telling me? I would tell them to say that, yeah. I would tell them to say that because it came right off, right off my cranium. That gets me so psyched that yeah. we, we've got a co- uh, copyright. We're going to have to tweet it, okay? It, this it, We're going to probably look and everyone says it, but I said it in this moment, yeah. and I feel like I came up with it. At this point... I'm going to have a hard time getting through the rest of this episode because I'm just hoping to my core that this is not one of those things where you came up with a good idea independently, but then when you go back and you look, you're like, oh, people have been calling yep. it this for years. You look at through the annals of history and you see that, well, it's just like most things, you know, no one has an original idea. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say it before them, but then they get the credit for yeah. it. Look That's at why Albert it's Einstein. always dangerous looking through look the at, annals of history. Yeah, Albert Einstein's the same way. Apparently he... Invented the light bulb or whatever, but that not was really. Thomas Jefferson. But he, you're talking about Thomas Jefferson, who was a fuck. T- yeah, apparently he, he s- stole everything. He stole women's lives. Apparently, I think he had like a bunch of hookers and killed them. One of those guys did. I don't. I can't remember who it was. But yeah, now I'm a little worried. I'm pretty sure that Thomas Jefferson was the or was it Edison? Third it was, yes, Thomas Jefferson was the third president of these United States. I told you you didn't get your president facts right later or earlier in the episode. And wow, karma got me quick. Yeah. 
that and fucking Edison, Edison, that Edison was guy. Seventh. Was he the seventh president? Oh, I, I don't believe he was a president. Okay. I'm back on top. We retired there for a second, and then you made that full well, I mean, comment. That happened hundreds of years ago. Who cares? Okay, so he doesn't an wave. Tanji does a very dangerous thing you can do when on a solo commute. He isn't listening to a podcast or music. Meaning, the only sounds in his head are those that come from the prison, which is the human mind. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. And, you, and it's a dangerous game. I was going to say in the crow too. Can you? Well, I wasn't getting to the crow yet. Okay. Because at this point, he's like rage. He's just being consumed at the thoughts of Muzan. And do you ever, you ever fall into this trap? Yes, all the time. Oh my God! Some mornings, you know, you're oh. commuting to work. You're like, I am honestly just don't want to take the time to get my phone out and make sure we're connected to Bluetooth to play something. I don't know what to yeah. play. I just so then the next thing you think. know, you're halfway down the road and you're like, Wow, here I am, 26. You know, where is my life going? Yes. Yeah. Am I making enough money to be happy? How much money do I have to make to be happy? I don't need that much money, but am I making enough to where I want to? Is my <laughs> Where is a girl that wants to spend the yeah. rest of her life with me? I have not had an intimate touch in a thousand days. She does not appear to be in this 2017 Honda Civic going down the road at 6.30 a.m. while I'm trying to stay awake. Yeah. it's. Uh, then I go to Instagram, and I just start looking at boobies. And then I'm like, whoa, I'm spending too much time. So then for the next five minutes of the commute, I'm messing around with the AC and really becoming OCD about the air conditioning being on an even number. Yep. All right, just listen listen to the podcast chronicles. We'll help you through that, people. Um, he, okay, and it is, so this is tension. You jumped the, you got ahead of yourself, but that's fine. This is the best part of the episode. It's tension that can only be broken by a crow call. Yep. Crow soars down, gives the next mission in just a very fun, lighthearted way. There's rainbow imagery, I believe. The voice will never get old. Um, wow. By the way, I forgot to tell you this. For the past couple episodes, I've been watching a dub. Um, you told me to let you know when I started doing that because you always, you, you always dub, dog wait, on dub me. Or sub? I sub, and I always do that too. Uh, I've switched over to sub. I started in dub to get some names down. I've now gone to sub. You told me to let you know when I did that because you wanted to ask me something. Or it wasn't even that you wanted to ask me. Who voices... Oh, yeah, yeah. Who uh, it? Tanjiro. Does that his voice sound familiar? <laughs> Don't say it like that. Um, <laughs> and it's not... You said it fine. It's the way you are supposed to kind of say it, even though if yeah, we did that, that in is- there... Imagine how annoying it would be if every time we referred to him, we did it like that. I was using my Jackson. My um, Japanese accent. What really made me mad was your face when you did it, if people could have seen that. No, who who is it? I, you don't I'm, know? I'm not as familiar with Japanese voice actors as you are. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. This one is like actually super easy. I will say, though, since you started in dub, now you're in sub. Maybe time has elapsed too far. Yeah. But it is the one and only Falco, and you would know this. Really? As soon as you hear Falco's voice again, that's all you'll think about. Mm-hmm. So I do, I'll give you the pass on this because you had a little lapse in time. Thank you. Thank you. It's great work. You know, but moving, moving from when we had just covered the end of AOT straight into Demon Slayer, yeah. I noticed it first episode because I am a original sub-watcher. Right, right, right. Yep. So uh, he's got his next mission. Mission Tanji isn't as thrilled as I am by this news as he realizes the horrors of a profession that requires you to be on call. Um, and so anyway, if you were excited about that nice town we were just in, wait till you get a look at this city here. Do you it's know what this city is? Hustling and bustling. I think he's. What is it? Tokyo. Is this. Did they call it Tokyo? Yeah. Oh, they called it Tokyo? The Crow called it Tokyo, yeah. You're headed to Tokyo. The Crow is kind of one of the people that, like. It doesn't matter what he says. I'm just happy he's saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I completely missed that. I was looking at the rainbow. If they wanted me to pay attention to where the exact location yeah. was. But it's crazy because. Like, we had zero idea that they were this advanced. Mm-hmm. Like, this is pretty modern. So, what are you saying? 
Like at the past few episodes, like just by watching it, you would think that they're kind more of out in the back in time. Yeah, whatever. but yeah, really, yeah. yeah, they're just out in the boonies. It's right. Not like, gotcha. Okay, so that makes sense why it's so hustling and bustling. So I had this here in the notes, although if it's Tokyo, it's kind of the Japan equivalent of the city that never sleeps, but I had it might be the city that only takes a few naps. Yeah. Because it's nighttime and they're working pretty hard. So Tanji's. A whole in a whole new world now, and I have a question. How am I to believe that he traverses to all these different locations? He's a fast guy. <laughs> because if this guy is just hiking everywhere, it seems like he is. I need him to throw in a line where he's like, Wow, after two months of travel, I've finally reached Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. I wonder how far away it even is to begin with. Like, if it's only like ten miles off the mountain or something. He went to this one city, and I was like, "All right, this is just the next town over. We're fine." Yeah. But if I'm just supposed to believe that every new place he goes, I mean, we see wide shots of where he's at. When the crow soared down and talked to him, he was just—it was just miles and miles of mountains. There's no way he got there in less than a week if he's just walking yeah. and hiking. I mean, you're right. It probably took a week. They need a crow that can like pick. That's uh-huh. big enough to pick him up. Uh huh. He need yeah. Because think about it, and that is once again talks about the pace of this anime. Other animes we would just get adventures along the way. Think about how many shows you watch where like you're like okay we got to go here and it takes them a whole and, season to get there. Yeah, and sometimes those adventures are definitely worth it. You're like, damn, that yeah. was really good. Then the other times you're like, oh, they just drug it out. But this is just like, no. There will be no adventures. Tanji will sprint at 100 miles an hour to Tokyo. So I'm just keeping an eye on it. I'm kind of interested. So the first thing he does upon entering this new city is he turns down a dark alley where we see some pretty horrific things. There is a heterosexual yeah. couple, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Oh, horrific. Against a wall. Just the first two words. While said. fully clothed. Yeah. Pretty they good. were about to. I think they were about to take a top off. Pretty scandalous stuff. He says. My he says he apologizes, which I didn't think to be necessary. They were pretty. They were locked up in each other's lips. Didn't need. Didn't need to apologize. So against all odds, Nezuko is actually awake. Turns out she loves the big city. And they get to the outskirts where they run into a wannabe Aang the Last Airbender smoking a pipe. Do you see how bald-headed this guy was? Very bald. Um, Works on it. And Tanji, he's right in line with one Ronnie Coleman. The big city is not for him. I instantly thought of you. As soon Thank as he you. was talking like this, I was like, oh, this is Ronnie. Because, I mean, it takes three seconds for me to watch him in there. And I, it would take me two seconds to get mad at the way people were walking. Just without a care in the world, acting like no one else is walking behind them. It's just like, ever you ever been to any theme park ever? People just like stop in the middle of them looking at a map. It's like, hey, walk to the side. Why are you just stopping looking in the middle? Looking at a map. You're so right, dude. Remember maps? God, oh that God. is awesome. That is the only place where you will use maps anymore. Like yeah, physical maps now in the city, I imagine parks. there's a lot of phone usage and just stopping right in the middle. Oh my God maps dude. so stupid now here's something i'm more passionate about is nezuko has literally been running around all day starts nodding off and you know you're tired when you fall asleep before eating i have never been that tired i always fight to stay awake just long enough yeah. to eat an entire pizza and then crash immediately after sometimes just leaving the box on the bed while you sleep right you just throw it off the side until it oh, okay. builds up and you eventually walk in one day and you go, oh my god, what if someone saw this? <laughs> um, And I but I know her version of eating is sleep, so she's eating some Z's, but I just use this podcast to self-analyze where I make mistakes in my day-to-day life. Uh, Moving on, Tanji here has himself a bowl of udon. And of course, you know. I had to ask you, what did you think about the dish? It's a thick noodle made from wheat flour, often served in soup, which is what he has right here with a nice sunny side side egg. Yams. To top it off. It, yeah, there was, it can certainly be, you know, like I said, a soup. You could throw some yams in there, and the, like a, 
there was some involved in this dish. It looked good, and in the worst part of the episode, he takes one bite and then drops it because he smelled I, something. And shatters the bowl. Because he smells something else. I've lived a pretty good life. You know, not too many horrible things have happened, but the idea of something being so crazy that I just drop what I've got. What would you have to see? Tell me what you'd have to see for that to happen. It would just have to be some serious news that just really struck me the wrong way. The idea that I couldn't, like, put it down on, like, a table or something like that. Um, for example, my, uh, we, what are you laughing at? Go ahead. No. What horrible news are you telling me that I'm dropping? There's been no horrible news lately. Keep going. Okay. If we could try, if you got some horrible news for me, I'll pick up something and we'll try it out. Try it out. I mean, I saw a sea turtle this past week and I I feel like I was holding. Save it for the learn a little something. (laughs) I was holding something, would have dropped it. Last time I heard about someone dropping something, it was my mother a couple weeks ago. I was helping my father move a refrigerator down the stairs. And she dropped the refrigerator? Nope. She was scared at just watching us do it, so she went back to her room. Travis was also there helping. Now, when we got to the bottom of the stairs, it just was one of those things we had to maneuver it around a little bit. It took some time. It was pretty heavy, but we were never in really any danger. We had it. It was just... You had it. It was just tough. Right. You just had to take your time, get it down there. So we get to the bottom, and my father says, all right, we're going to act like we dropped it, and we all, like, we're just... (laughs) And I went, this is exactly what I said. I said, that doesn't seem like a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, no, 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 it's going to be funny. Just watch. I said... I'm not so sure mom's going to find it funny. And he said, no, no, it'll be fine. Just do it. So we position ourselves on the stairs. And I uh, <laughs> I purposely get in just this ludicrous formation that, and I get at the top, hoping that my dear sweet mother is going to come out, see me with my legs at weird angles and be like, <laughs> okay, they're joking. Yeah. Now my father, he lays beneath me. He goes, all right, you guys ready? <laughs> And he goes, all right, on the count of three. One, two, three. Now, I start off a chant that's just something what, so like did this. Did you make like a loud noise to make it sound? Just wait. Okay. So I'm just doing this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be very, I'm so scared for my hoy, mom. Hoy, hoy. And I just start going, oh, and like kind of hitting in the same pattern just over and over again. Like no one would fall that way. It would just be a quick burst and stop. Yeah. I just kept going, oh, now my father, who was who was kingpin of this awesome plan, just starts going. <laughs> so my mother runs out of her room so quickly. I see her. She sees me on the staircase. Looks like she just saw a ghost. She's so scared. My dad starts laughing. My mom's clearly shook. She says, I just dropped my nail polish. It's all over the floor. (laughs) So it worked. It was perfect. The rest of the night was ruined. She was very bad at my dad. (laughs) Oh, God. That is awesome. Moving on. Tanji smelled something. And it's the scent, the same one from his house during that tragic day and it belongs to Muzak Kabutsuji who in a wild turn of events is a family man he acts very calm and polite in front of his daughter and wife but behind their backs he grows his demon nails and slashes a dude's neck it's so disturbing I don't know this was so disturbing when nail growth no 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 him standing there Tanji recognizing him and just him blending in with humanity. You're like, oh, okay. And then he's holding a child. You're like, oh, that is uh, fucked up. I don't, yeah. It's. So, yeah. Turns him into a demon who bites his significant other, causing chaos. End of episode. G- give me your initial takes here. What? His initial takes. He said, this is the same smell that was at his house. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had the demon earlier saying, how much blood did he give Nezuko? Did he accidentally give her some blood in the carnage of eating them? Yeah. And that's how she's like a pretty powerful demon. 
I know. Once again, I look like a fool. I decide, or I remember saying that the initial attack wasn't even that skilled of demons. Sounds like it might have been the top guy, but also like why was and he out why, there? Exactly. That, that's the question now. You know? Why was he out there? Why did he potentially let her live or if it was an accident? Yeah. And yeah, why would he be all the way out there? So that's it's all question. very intriguing for the story. I'm more... This is probably what like sold me into the show where I'm like, you know, I've kind of been watching and enjoying it, but now I'm like, okay, now I really want to know where they're going with this. Because I just, it's a classic of the bad guy who's living a straight life on the other end, you know, and he's got his, how does it even work? You know, demons, they're still shooting that splooge juice and can reproduce, or is it an adopted situation? Did he find a family and was like, you know. Or he just completely stole the identity of some dude? Yeah, did he take her to dinner even though he doesn't need to eat other than the human blood and was like, listen, I feel like I could be a great father for little Yuji, I think her name is Yuji. Sorry. Are they not confused when he's like, "Sorry, guys, I can't hang out with y'all during the daytime." They're right. Like, what? Yeah. There's a lot of layers to it. And he's definitely got a crow of his own. I know the crow is like the demon slayers things, but when you got a guy who's living in Tokyo in the big city, he's got a crow of his own. Yeah. He didn't have a monocle. He's got a equivalent that is a hat, and he's got a crow. For sure. It's a live monocle. It's a crow. Yeah. So. All right. Well, what a great episode. You got anything else? No, that was a really good one. I agree with you. It probably is my favorite so far. Oh, it came around after a fun recap. Uh, Yeah, so we haven't said this the last few times, but email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Email us. Someone leave an iTunes review. The Spotify numbers have been going up pretty good. I've been watching those, but no one has left a review in so long. Yeah. It can be bad if you don't like us, and for some reason you're still here. I mean, at this point, minutes. even just like the me seeing the number go up one is just big for me. Yeah. Also, Patreon. Yeah, pod. I always do that. Patreon.com slash podcast chronic. You get one more episode a week. Um, right now, we're just having fun doing Learn a Little Somethings with Ronnie and Chad, where we just talk and have a good time. But eventually, we might start throwing in some like special yeah. special anime coverages. Yeah, Classics. We're, just, we're waiting for the people over there to decide. They're all yeah. They're all having a war with each other. Well, and we might have to make like a uh, like a tweet or something asking people that maybe haven't signed up if they yeah. would want to if we covered. Oh yeah, I see where you're like going. Sailor Moon or something. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Want to see it? I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.